May the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. John the Baptist is a uh, offbeat, jarring attraction along our journey to Christmas. Some wonder why we even pause here. I mean, we're in the second week of Advent, and we know this is a, a time of waiting, a time of preparation, but might we cut to the chase and get to Bethlehem now? That's where we want to be. We're ready for the Christmas story, the, the silent night, the little town, Mary and Joseph. Mary soon to deliver her firstborn child. Here's an inn with a, with a light in the window. Maybe there, but no, it's too busy, so full. But here's an animal stall behind the inn. Warm, new hay, perfect for baby Jesus. We'd like to go there, now. And for sure we do. We've been to the attic to pull out all our decorations. Our manger scenes are in place. We're addressing Christmas cards and singing carols. We've pictures of baby Jesus in miraculous light, born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, held in his mama's arms, angels filling the skies, shepherd looking on in wonder, wizards from far away, led there by a star, fall to their knees and worship the child. That's what we're after. So why all this talk about John the Baptist? What's he doing here in all our getting ready for Christmas? Well, the Baptist was there. He's Jesus' cousin. Their mothers were pregnant together. Elizabeth was Mary's older aunt, and they were in this together. They would visit each other and smile and look into each other's eyes and hold their breath for all that was about to be. And you just know Jesus and John could hear their mothers laughing. Luke writes that John leaped inside his mommy's tummy when he heard the sound of Mary's voice. I think John knew there was in Mary God's extraordinary and perfect glory coming soon. Indeed, John and Jesus were both in the eyes of Israel's prophets. Jesus was the coming Messiah, and John was the one to herald his coming. John was the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now the Baptist was a wild one. Call him unconventional. He wore animal skins for clothes. He ate locusts and wild honey. In Israel, he was a critic of the way things were, and he proclaimed God's message for how things would be. He decried the whole temple enterprise of forgiveness of people's sins through the purchase of animal sacrifices. He condemned the Pharisees and Sadducees for bearing no fruit worthy of their repentance. He said they best wake up from their privileged children of Abraham's stupor because God can raise children of Abraham from a pile of stones. John wasn't necessarily the guy you'd want dating your sister, <laughs> but he was God's messenger in the wilderness preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. And Matthew says that everyone went out to him 
out there in the wilderness. Can you imagine? Would you go? Everyone went. People in Jerusalem and all Judea and all along the River Jordan, there was something in him that alluring. What do you suppose it was? Was it his appearance or his cuisine? Why would, he, why would everyone go out to him? It had to be more than curiosity or sport. They found in John's message a word of God that stirred in their souls. He reached into, John did, he reached into their lives with this message from the Lord and it stirred them up. And it didn't matter that John was off the grid. It didn't matter that he was no regular player in the regular rounds of the children of Abraham there in uh, Jerusalem. They heard in John the promise of God's love for them all, whether they hit the mark or not, even if they felt their life was like nothing, like with every new trouble landing, like one more hard stone, John caught their eye. They listened and they heard what he said. The Lord was near and all are children of Abraham. They came, they heard, and they all believed they confessed their sins and were baptized. In our journey to Christmas today, we remember the Baptist because he points to everything Christmas brings. Christmas, Christ is the advent of God's love, redeeming love, transformative love, love for all the world. He's the Messiah Israel had long been waiting for, and so he's ours today. I think John the Baptist is so alluring because in his appearance we see all the ways we can be made brand new. Are you ready? Are you ready for God's love? Here in Christ is God's love to rescue, to heal, to save. Here is God's love so good and so strong there's nothing that can withstand it. Are you ready? We might gasp with Mary and Elizabeth, for here is love to transform the world. Here is love that obliterates oppression in all its forms. Here is love that smothers hate. Here is love that brings all creation to the fullness of God's perfect peace. Isaiah's dream. Here is love that opens up for you and me a brand new day. John brings hope that God can break into the wildernesses of our lives. For we know hardship, travesties befall, we've worries and doubts. Violence might press us away. We labor for stones of war. We have more guns than we do neighbors. We know by first name. We have so many guns, they're little more than tragic toys and out of control each day. We would curb their glut, but we don't want to let go even as they drag our communities down in fear and enmity. Our disregard for God's green earth may press us away. We labor for stones of coal and oil. We trash our land. We adore our billions of combustion engines and all they do for us, never mind their belching atmospheres and generations of smoke and gas into the air. We have islands of plastic the size of Rhode Island floating in the oceans. Glaciers, millions of years old, are no more. 
Oceans rise and habitats fall, for we keep making the earth warmer and warmer. Climate change by our hands is a fact and a serious threat to our future. And there are more and more things we can do to help, but we've feet of clay. Animosity might press us away. We don't care for all our neighbors. We don't try to understand people who are different than us. We're more apt to distrust the stranger than we are to even say hello. We expect the worst from people instead of looking for the best. We think we can size up an individual without even knowing who they are. And we quietly doubt that the peaceable kingdom Isaiah dreams is anything more than pie in the sky. Instead, we labor for stones of selfishness, impatience, stubbornness, and pride. Instead of building one another up, we tear one another down. We lay up stones of discrimination. We put down the personhood and joys and gifts of brothers and sisters who are gay. We diminish the strength and dreams and gifts of people of color. We hold back the strength and dreams and gifts of women. We dismiss the beauty and history and harmony of people who live in small towns and rural counties. We disregard neighbors who are of a different political persuasion. We act like we are so much better and so much smarter and so much more deserving than people who aren't like us. Sometimes it's tempting just to hunker down and say, go away. It's tempting to say our troubles are just too big, too hopeless, and there's only so much we can do. We say, God is great, God is good, okay. But then we find our troubles so big, they're like immovable stones. They're no good, and all in the way, impediments to Isaiah's dream. But now comes John the Baptist on his way to Christmas in the wilderness, and he says the Lord is coming, and we'd best be ready. You know, I think the good Lord finds a glory and a worth and a potential in each and every one of us, and we are never without hope because he comes in power to raise us up. We see it around us in those who have faith and those who proclaim his coming. From the stones of our lives, he can raise us up too as children of Abraham and heirs to the promise. We can be more God's people, God's blessing in all the world. I think that's what everyone is looking for. In Jerusalem, and Judea, and along the Jordan, but then also in Hilton Village, along the James River, and throughout the peninsula, and wherever we go. Do you think we can be as rogue as John? Can we proclaim a hope that stirs in the hearts of all our friends, and our neighbors, and our workmates, and those at the ball field? And those in the store, let us be about the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior. In the wilderness, make a way for the coming of the Lord. Believe, repent, and be baptized, for the Lord is coming, and coming soon. Amen. Thanks be to God.